BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. Remember to subscribe. We drop new episodes every Tuesday. So see you then. Hey, everybody, and welcome to RealPod. I'm Victoria Garrick, former D1 athlete and mental health and body image advocate. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you awesome guests, weekly inspiration, and the realest conversations around everything and anything. Now let's get real. Welcome back to Real Pod. I don't know why I'm singing. I'm just like in a very happy mood and I'm feeling energetic because our guest today, you just think of her and you get the vibes. For those of you who know Remy Bader and you've seen her TikTok, you know what I'm talking about. Our guest today is a TikTok superstar and curve model with over 2 million followers on social media. She's been featured on the Today Show, Vogue, People Magazine. She sat down with Ryan Seacrest. Remy Bader is, safe to say, a sensation, and she skyrocketed to fame after her hilarious and realistic clothing hauls went viral. She was like, I'm sick of seeing all these hauls where like everything looks good on people. Let's be real about this. Most things don't fit right. You have to return. You have to get a different size. And so Remy just started posting these hauls and getting super real about the way that clothes fit her body. And it was so refreshing and so comforting and relatable for so many that she is now like everyone's social media fashion BFF. Now on this episode with Remy, she's going to get super real about her eating disorder, which she's still in the thick of and doing her best to navigate. So I really appreciate her kind of just sharing everything that is going on in her life right now, like opening up to family, managing it with work and her career that's taking off. I think this episode's going to be relatable and hit for so many of us today who are struggling with our relationship with food and our body. Before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to Heya, who said, Hello, Vic. I listen to Real Pod every week and the realness is amazing. Thank you for putting a smile on my face. Real Pod always makes me realize that we should be grateful for our minds and our bodies. Love, Heya. Heya, thank you so much. I'm so glad you appreciate the realness that not only just the show is bringing you, but the guests every single week. I mean, they sit down and are just like, no filter. Let's do it. It's Real Pod. So I'm so glad you're loving it. Thanks for leaving the review. It means the world that you took the time to do that. And I so appreciate this feedback. 
If you have yet to review the podcast and you would like to, you can head over to iTunes. It takes just a few seconds. Ratings and reviews really help the show. And also, I love to hear from you because every week I'm just like talking in this mic, like, are they there? What are they thinking? So you can always leave me some feedback and your thoughts on iTunes when you leave a review. And also, you just may be the shout out next week. I'd love to say your name. I'd love to say hi. And don't forget to follow RealPod on Instagram at RealPod. We have amazing content, funny memes, all good spirited though, which is hard to find, and BTS with our guests every single week. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode with the one and only Remy Bader. Remy, so freaking excited. I have just been dying to sit down and talk to you. I feel like, first of all, I feel like you're my spirit animal, but I feel like everyone probably tells (laughs) you that. (laughs) But we have so much in common and you just have, you radiate the best vibes. So I'm, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. And I appreciate those compliments. That means a lot. Of course. How are you? Like, how was your day today? I feel like your life has just become crazy. It has been, but I feel like the past I got back, I was in Greece and then I got back and I was home for like five days in my apartment in New York city. And I live alone now, which I like being alone, but I think right now it's just like the stress of life plus my eating issues, plus everything. It's not the best for me to be alone at the moment I'm realizing. So I just came out to my family home on in Long Island. So I've been with my mom out here for the past few days, which has been like, honestly, so nice because I just feel like right now it's just like better for what I'm like dealing with. So I've been pretty happy the past few days, which is good. It's so great that you have the self-awareness to notice, like, this is probably not an, a best, the best situation for me. How can I put yeah. myself in an environment that's going to be better? Is that a recent yeah. thing that you've been able to to do and to notice? Because that takes like. I mean, especially I know I was a binge eater. That takes a lot of control and you don't really always feel like you're in control. So for you yeah. to be able to make a decision and stick with it, that that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think I've actually like always just been a very self-aware person. I think with like everything that I do doesn't mean I act then on things that I should be doing or think I should be doing, but I always am like aware of like, if I say the wrong thing to someone and after the fact, I'm like, shit, I shouldn't have said that. Or like, you know, like, I think I just always like catch myself, which is a very good, I'm happy I'm able to do that. So yeah, I think with everything from like eating to body stuff to just like, even when it comes to just like my TikToks and everything, I think it is like a good, I'm happy that I'm like a self-aware person. I think that just goes along with just like being able like to post content and doing stuff like that. Like, saying the right things, doing the right things. But then there's like the other side of it too. It doesn't mean just because you're self-aware that you're going to like always do the right things and act on that. So um, yes, I think like I'm very lucky and blessed that I have another environment that I'm able to come to and be able to get out of New York City because I know some people can't do that. So I just think that for me, yes, my like happy place I've found is coming out here to like my family home. Like whenever I come out here, I just feel like a different person. I love that. That's so great that you have positive vibes when you go to your family home. I know for everyone, it can be different. 
I was one of those people where if I went back to my like family home where I grew up in high school, I just feel like there's a different version of me who used to live there. And I like more who I am now. And so that was always a weird like shock to Mm -hmm. my system. Was your childhood and your upbringing like positive? And that's why it's comforting for you. I mean, it's definitely hit or miss, like not going to lie. Like when I first came out here uh, because of like quarantine when COVID started and it was like, my sister just moved to Miami, but it was before she moved there. So it was the four of us out here, my mom, my dad, and my sister. And that was like horrible. Like we literally were just like fighting every day. It was like really. And that was also like when I started talking more about how like I'm actually have like an eating disorder and like things are getting like worse. And like my dad was not on board with that or like understanding of it. So it was like really not good. And then I think all of that ended up working out where like we were forced to understand each other again, forced to like be able to be, you know, living together again, like we did back in the day. And it it definitely helped more. So um, I think it's like definitely hit or miss, but yeah, I am really close with my family. Like, even though we like fight a lot and like definitely clash on a lot of things, we are like really close. So as long as it's not too long, when I do come out here, it's, it's a good thing for the most part. I want to hear more about opening up about the eating disorder and your struggles with food with your family. I know from your content, you have an extremely loving family, yeah. as do I, but it can be really difficult to communicate to someone what the struggle is and have that feel validated and understood because if some, unless someone has experienced something themselves, it's very hard to remotely try to understand. So what was that conversation like? Yeah, I would say it was more, not as much of a conversation, more of just like constant fights to where like I ended up like not really speaking to my dad for a little bit just because like he truly couldn't understand. And like, I think we're all like stubborn in our own ways where I can say I can be too, where it's like, I mean, I actually, I wouldn't say I'm that stubborn. I think that like, I also like understand other people's point of views. My dad, greatest guy ever, but like can be pretty stubborn. So like, you know, he was an understanding of like, no, I can't just like flip a switch and like fix this. It's not like that simple. And he was like, it's just in your head. Like you can kind of thing, like you're making it a bigger deal than it needs to be. And, you know, I think it was like my parents got really sensitive and like, frustrated at the fact when I started talking to someone like two years ago, like starting to talk about the eating stuff when a lot of it was like connected to, okay, is maybe some of this from childhood and stuff like that. And I would start bringing that up to them and not blaming them like completely. Like I can never blame anyone completely for my own, you know, what goes on with me. But like, I think there's pieces of it that definitely have affected me. And I would just like express that to them in a very like calm way and they would get very defensive because you know that makes it my parents are different where like that would make my dad like angry but it would make my mom like so sad that like she you know just because she died at let's say her whole life that that affected me to then die at my whole life until now and like oh let's do this side together let's do this side together like let's lose weight like my dad saying like oh I'll, I'll pay you like $500 if you lose 20 pounds like things like that. And and you're like, huh, that's not, that's the opposite of helpful. Yeah. We're like, I used to think like, I guess I used to think it was fine, you know? So then once I started realizing like, wait, that's really not fine. And that like, now I'm in like a really bad place. I think that just like flipped a switch in them, like, and not understanding. Like he, like I found an email where he was like, 
my family's weird. We've like, we like email each other, not anymore. Cause I don't, <laughs> we don't allow it anymore because I think that's what's caused a lot of the fights, like having things in writing. But, um, my dad just like, like I found an email where he was like, you, you know, you eat so fast and like, so like you're just shoving food down. Like you're never going to find a boyfriend like that. And like, you know, we'll say it then everything else in a loving way, but like, he doesn't, he never understood like the things he was saying was not helpful. Right. Again, I don't look back on it now because we've had so many conversations about it being like, oh my God, you're horrible. Like I love my parents and they want nothing but the best for me. I just think that's why right now, because I'm still struggling with it, like nothing, I'm not in any kind of like recovery or overcoming what I'm dealing with. Like I'm right in the middle of it. So I kind of just tell them like, it's not really something I want to talk about right now. Sometimes I'll open up about it and then I kind of close up about it because then it just like, they say things that frustrate me, fr- frustrate me again. And I can't make every single other person understand it, especially like you said, you're not going to understand it unless you deal with it yourself. Thanks for sharing all that. And I want to comfort and like second that by saying, I feel like a lot of people have loving parents who love us and want us to succeed in life, but they're a completely mm-hmm. different generation. And that yes. is just how they approach weight and food. I mean, even on my, in my family, my mom's dad told her, I'll buy you a dog if you lose 15 pounds. And as much as I love my mom and she's awesome, when I was 13, 14, if I said I wanted to lose weight, my mom would help me, you know, count the calories and not bring, and I don't blame them. Like, I think it's such a real thing to talk about because the reality is a lot of people our age have parents who were very like well-versed and raised in diet culture. And that's just how they view things. So it's very, very difficult. And I also admire you being willing to talk about this. You said, I'm in the thick of it. You said, I wouldn't even use the road recovery. I don't think I'm there. I'm in the thick of it. I mean, what allows you to feel okay with sharing that? Because I'm even someone who's super vulnerable and I talk about a lot of deep, dark things on my page, but I often feel like I got to be like a few steps forward. Otherwise it's too scary. and It's too overwhelming. You know, you have hundreds of thousands of eyes on you who are all going to tell you their thoughts and their opinions. I think I I actually spoke to someone about this today, which made me realize that I didn't like choose when or think that I was ever going to get this following. So I think because that happened where a lot of other people, influencers, content creators, whatever they are, I feel like become, you know, this person trying to teach, not trying to, but like trying to, yeah, teach their followers something that they've learned or they've overcome, especially when it comes to people in the body positivity eating disorder space. You you don't see a lot of people that are like, just like, okay, I'm just going to like be this, like I'm considered this influencer, but I'm just going to start talking. I'm just going to talk about my struggles every single day. Like usually it's like, they're like taking over this like other position of I'm going to help you. I think because this was so unexpected for me and, and everything I post is realistic in my life and what I go through. And it turned into a bigger thing where I do post every day. I'm not going to just post the funny, realistic calls I do. Like I have bad days too. And now I'm literally struggling with this eating disorder that kind of got like worse for me and isn't getting better. And I'm just going to like, just like I would record a video on any other day, like if that's what I'm dealing with, I'm going to talk about it. So I'm not going to like be this person that's like, Hey guys, like I'm going to help you with this, but like, I'm not even there yet. Like I'm literally like, okay, I'm dealing with this. And I actually look at my followers for advice just as much because like a lot of people can 
you know, help me when I'm dealing with things too. Like I, it makes me feel less lonely. And that's so important. I feel like nowadays, less and less people want the expert that I'm always happy that my life's perfect and let me show you the path. They want the person who, like you, literally records a TikTok saying, I just binge. I mean, like yeah. those videos just hit a chord because I think right now, now more than ever, just knowing you're not alone and knowing that someone else is going through the same thing as you sometimes does more than having the answer to the next step, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I don't realize myself that, or now I realize, but I didn't realize myself that just being self-aware, just being vulnerable and just talking about it, even though I don't have the answers to it is actually helping people. Like now I see that, but I wasn't doing it at first. Like, oh, this is going to help people. I did it more in the way like, okay, I'm suffering right now. I'm just going to talk about it and put it out there. So what's been the breakthrough in this, in terms of the conversation with your parents? I mean, are you at a point now where you feel like they understand? I just know, Remy, there's so many people listening who are like, yes, yes, yes. My mom doesn't understand. My sister doesn't understand. My dad doesn't Mm -hmm. understand. So I'm hoping that, you know, you can share what has worked. Yeah. Me and my dad, like, we're sitting and having this conversation. He said, like, you need to understand that the reason that I help you so much or like try and help you and give you, say all these things to you is because like, I, you know, know a lot of plus size people and work with a lot of plus size people that genuinely say they're happy and are happy and are so, you know, put it out there that they're happy. We're like, you're constantly complaining and saying that you're unhappy in your body. And if you weren't doing that, I wouldn't be always saying things to you. And I'm like, First of all, you have no idea with people that you work with or people that whatever, like just because you think they're happy because they're not telling you like their feelings on their body doesn't mean that that's true. Second of all, I get that because there is two sides of it. I like when I'm in like a certain mood, do open up more and then like I'm like seeking help more, whether it's from like my friends or my family or something. And then I get, you know, sometimes when I'm like really suffering, get like very closed in. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. So I think I'm like aware of like what I do where like, it's all I could say, like, there's no like answer of how it was fixed. It was more like, this is a boundary. Don't cross it with me. Like, this isn't something that you can talk about when you don't know what I'm dealing with type of thing. And they're very like careful about it now where then if I bring it up and it's like, can be a civil conversation then we'll talk about it sometimes, but it is still like, it's still a sticky situation. Like sometimes I do get defensive and I'm like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Like stop. Like, because I remember I'm like, I didn't ask you, like, don't bring it up. So like, I think it's just like, it also has gone back and forth. Like I've gone and better gotten in a better place again, where now I just gotten this like kind of worse place the past few weeks again also. So like, I don't think I'm ever going to have the answer until maybe it's like I overcome what I'm dealing with or I don't really know. It's so hard too, to, even if you set the boundary, like Molly Carmel on a podcast I did with her said, there's two relationships you have to have in life, a relationship with yourself and a relationship with food. Those are the two relationships you have to have to survive. And Mm -hmm. when you think about that further, it's like, even if your parents and you agree or anyone agrees, okay, we're not going to talk about it. What about when it's dinner time and someone says, are you hungry? Like you have to talk about what you're eating for dinner. You have to talk about if you want to go get dessert, if you are hungry and you get a snack. I remember after telling Max about my binge eating, like feeling super self-conscious if I like went to get dessert or if I was eating more, it's like mm. you, you want this problem to be something that you just deal with and you don't have the eyes and the thoughts and the opinions of others on it. But when it comes to an eating disorder, inevitably we're in rooms, we're in relationships, we're being seen. And, 
and we just feel like it's that boundary is never there, you know? Yeah. I almost think it's like easier for me to talk about because it's like that thing. It's like when you're talking to hundreds of thousands of people and not pinpointing one person and don't know that one person's feelings, it's like easier. And then when it's people closer to you, it's actually harder, like thinking about what their opinions are about it. It's just like really back and forth for me because like, I was like, oh, I'm so happy like when I'm home, but like that's this week because uh, I needed to get out kind of thing. But like, I'm thinking now about like three weeks ago when I was home and I literally left because it was the first time in a year that my dad got frustrated and, you know, like I covered the bag of chips and like bread and all this stuff that was like his, that was sitting out. That was like really triggering me. Cause like, I really clearly have no self-control right now. And I like, or I put it away and I said, I'm going to put this away because I'm really having a hard time and I binge right now. If you want me to go to the city and you're uncomfortable with that, just let me know. And I said it in such a calm, peaceful way like that, that I never thought that that would like, whatever. And I think like it, something ticked him off and like other things and whatever. And then like later that day, he like wrote me a text to basically like go back to the city and that he shouldn't feel uncomfortable eating in his house and whatever. And I like, you know, old Remy with this situation would have like fought back and been like gone crazy. Like you don't understand what I'm going through, but like, I don't have that in me anymore. Like I need to handle this myself and I'll, some people will just never understand. And it doesn't mean that they're like a bad person or shouldn't be in my life. Like some people legitimately don't get it. So I, you know, didn't say anything. And I just said, okay. And I packed my things and was going to go to the city. And then, you know, he ended up apologizing which is rare and said that he shouldn't have said that. So, you know, instead of me again being like, no, whatever, I'm leaving something I probably would have done last year. I was just like, okay. You know, like I was just like everyone, it's a very tricky, touchy situation when someone's sensitive, as sensitive as I am, which I'm sure anyone would be dealing with like an eating disorder and like sensitive to what people say like just like how I used to love diets and be like you don't do f factor where now if someone talks about a diet to me I'm like why would you diet and I like have to close my mouth to not say that to them because to each his own everyone needs to do what's good for them but now I look at people that diet like they're crazy so it's like everyone has their own thing like you can't get mad at everyone for doing what you know what they want to do but at the same time I do think that you need to I'm still trying to like think of like, okay, but when I am home, like I'm dealing with something. If you care and you want me to get better, then you need to respect and like help me with certain things. Like I asked my mom a few weeks ago, can you remind me to eat? Because I forget and then I get starving at 4 p.m. and then I end up binging where if I'm reminded to eat, you know, every few hours in the day, then I won't end up binging at night. So like I asked for that. Right. But then it gets tricky because you ask a mom for, you can do this. And then they think, well, you asked me to help you here. So I'm helping exactly. here. I'm, I remember one time I, I told my mom, like, I want you to help me, um, you know, on my diet, I'm trying to eat a certain amount of calories a day. And so my mom came home that week with cupcakes two, one for my brother and one for my other brother. And I was like, you didn't get me a cupcake. And she was like, well, you told me to help you. And I'm like, well, if you don't give me the cupcake, that means that you think I need to lose the weight. Like, you know, and so it's like, it's like we bait them and we just get yeah. mad. Well, that's why that kind of stopped. Like then, like, I don't even know what happened. And after a few weeks, I was just like, it kind of like faded. And I was like, just don't talk about the food with me at all. Right. You don't get it. You know? <laughs> so it's just like, that's why it's like, I can't even give anyone listening like the answers because I'm still figuring it out too. Like what right. the right and wrong thing is to do. Like, I don't know. 
And speaking of that figuring out, I mean, obviously, I've seen you've been in contact with some awesome creators who have found healthy relationships with food and have their own philosophies. I mean, how are you navigating what works best for you? Because something I've learned recently is, hey, Victoria, like I know that this works well for you. I know that you love intuitive eating. I know X, Y, Z, but everyone's journey is different and not everything works for everyone. So how are you navigating like a sea of people telling you to do this? No, that's definitely the hardest part, especially like when I, that's why I've had to like, I've talked about the binge eating way less than I was on social media because the opinions are actually more overwhelming. And then, you know, me and you have talked where you were like, oh, you know, intuitive eating's really worked for me. And I said, like, listen, I've tried it and it's actually like really not helpful for me right now. Like, I don't think I'm in a place where I could do that yet. Like, and then I recently just tried, you know, doing an integrative nutritionist who is all about eating naturally and cutting out gluten and dairy and all this stuff, which like, I loved her like really amazing woman. And like, let me text her 24 seven, send her voice notes, vent her. But I literally had to tell her like, listen, like this also is not working for me. I think cutting out foods for me is just making that, making it all worse. Also, like I've tried so many things, so many people, like it's actually exhausting. And like, I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, like maybe for me, this really is more psychological. I already have, you know, a lot of anxiety, OCD related issues, which, you know, also is like a lot of people with eating disorders do because a lot of it is mental. So instead of me taking a food approach and continuously trying to see different dietitians and things like that, I'm like, all right, maybe I should try more of like trying the mental route of it too. Like, right. I like, don't what are know. you seeking? Why can't you be alone? What comes up for you in those moments? I think that yeah. plays a role. You know, our relationship with food has to be tied to our emotions. Foods make us happy. They elicit feelings. When you said before, you know, you're raised with let's celebrate by getting ice cream or let's go get a salad because we did X, Y, Z. I mean, that stuff gets conditioned and it's very mm-hmm. hard to unlearn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, the goal for me would be able to be like, so since I've been home the past few days, like before I was coming home, I was like, all right, going home, going to start Weight Watchers again, not telling one, don't care what anyone says. Like, I'm just going to do that. And it's still in the back of my mind. Like, should I do this at some point? Like I right now, like, I'm like that desperate to just like kind of lose some weight and it sounds horrible. And I'm not like trying to tell anyone that they should, but like, that's just how I feel internally right now. And but then I did come home and I honestly like just the past like three, four days, like even eating out and stuff too, with like my mom and my dad or whatever, like just had normal meals that like were like eat still what I like. And even the past four days of doing that has made me so happy. Just the fact I haven't binge, like not cutting out anything, like truly just eating what I want. I literally had like this like skillet cookie brownie thing last night at this restaurant. I was like, mom, we need to get it. We had a few bites and then we stopped ourselves and we're like, we're going to be sick if we keep eating this. And we stopped. And like, it was just like, that was enjoyable to me. Like I really enjoyed it. Where like when I was in the city last week and binge like six days in a row, like I lost my shit. Like I was literally like freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, I can't live like this. I can't. So I'm very much in that process. That's kind of exactly what I'm dealing with right now. I don't know what is going to be like next week. I don't know. You know, right now I haven't been for like four or five days and it feels really great, but like 
who, you know, I'm going to Montauk this for five days with all my school friends and like this weekend and who knows, you know? So I'm just like really like in the process of like trying to live my life, but also like really trying to seek help and like ask people for different resources and stuff because I'm trying to find something new again to see if that will help me. Hey, the past few days and the dessert and dinners, that sounds really great. And like, you should be proud of yourself for some, some awesome days. And I, I also just something people think often is like with this recovery, like I have to get to this place where I'm smooth sailing and like I haven't binged. And I don't know about you personally. I don't like the term relapse. I don't, I don't like those terms. It makes it seem like you have broken something and you've ruined something. I don't think that's the case. Like my whole life, you know, I'm going to have days or weeks where I'm not great with food. And then I'm going to have other times where I'm awesome. It's just, this is something we're going to experience for a long time. And so I think it's cool that you recognize, Hey, I've, I've found something that's kind of good and Hey, it it might go away in the future. I'm not going to lose my shit. Like I understand this is a process. I think that's Mm -hmm. a great mindset. Have you, when, with your intuitive eating process, have you gained weight since, you know, your previous like eating issues or have you like gained and then lost weight over time? Like what, or you don't weigh yourself? I, I don't, well, I don't weigh myself, but I obviously have a gauge for like what size I wear and what my body looks like in high school. I was my thinnest. Um, and that was like definitely intentional. Like I watched what I ate. And then in college I gained all this weight because I, I think I look, I calculated the other day. I think I gained like 30 to 35 pounds. Lots of it was muscle. Lots of it was fat. Um, that was just the stress. I was binge eating. I was depressed and I was lifting heavy weights. So then when I started intuitive eating, I did come down from there because I was eating more than what my body needed. However, I am now at a point that is, is heavier than my high school self. Um, it's heavier than what my high school self would have wanted. But I also realized that I believe in everyone has a set point weight and that when you listen to your body and you, you eat when you're hungry and you know, you, you really listen that you're going to come to a place that's natural for you. It's different for Mm -hmm. everyone. Some people that looks bigger, some people it looks smaller, you know, so that's kind of where I am. And I've had to accept that I would rather have a healthy relationship with food in my set point weight than be at war with something, trying to look away. That's takes so much energy out of every day, you know? Yeah. I think that I have, and that's, I totally get that. And I think the reason I have a hard time, like trying, like, fully going, diving into the intuitive eating thing, which it's not fully not on my mind. Like it's something I want to be able to do is because a lot of the people that I follow and I'm friends with and believe in, you know, practice is, I don't know if that's the word intuitive eating, you know, were started at, let's say like a smaller point and then now feel that they're at a healthier weight where like they have to accept where they are. But like for me, I've always been overweight for my self. And then like I binged and got to like gain like 50 to 60 pounds now, probably like 60. And then like, if I'm trying to intuitive eat, I'm going to just gain more than that because that's what started happening to me. And it's like, I can't even like fathom just continuously gaining weight. You know what I mean? That's where I'm for so sure. lost, where I'm just like all that goes into my mind is like, how can I go down from here? How can I lose weight? I don't want to count calories. I don't want to do that. Like what's something I can do to just go the other direction. So like, it's really 
you know, my point is a lot of the people I see are at a healthy point, intuitive eating now and at a healthy maybe weight or size where I don't feel in my body that I'm necessarily that healthy right now. Yeah, I, I totally understand. And also that's a really important thing to know about yourself and what you truly want, because if anyone approaches intuitive eating with a little voice or a little hope in their mind that they're going to lose weight or that this is going to help them lose weight, they're not going to be able to intuitively eat. You have to be at a place in your life where you're willing to say out with weight and appearance and body and just in with my connection to food. It's really hard. And if you're not there and you don't want to do that, that's okay. I also Mm -hmm. think um, something that I said again on this podcast with Molly, she was awesome. She's an addiction specialist with people who are addicted to food and binge eating. And she was saying there are some bodies she believes need to release weight. She doesn't say lose weight because she doesn't like this idea that you got to lose 10 pounds and lose something that you don't have to lose. But she, she was in a body where she's like, I had to release like 150 pounds and, and then I'm in a place where like, I feel confident. And so I do think, and I, I'm sure you struggle with this being someone that people view as like a body positive, love yourself Mm -hmm. creator is that you might be like, I'm not comfortable and I want to adjust my appearance, but then it's tough because people are looking at you to be the one that's like, no matter how you look like you should love it. Yeah. And that's why I like, will never consider myself this like, you know, some impress in certain things. People call me a body positive, like influencer content creator, but I won't necessarily nothing against that people that like love themselves and loves their bodies bodies the way they are I wish I could be at that point for me I'm not so I think for me I just more am like okay like I'm pretty realistic like this is what I look like I'm not the happiest but I'm also not going to hide my room I'm also not going to like not live my life I'm not going to not post videos and I'm not going to do what now my job is but it's gotten to a point where only in like the last month or so I'm like you know what? I'm so happy. I'm helping all these people. I actually feel really confident when I watch my videos, but I have a worse, I have a really bad relationship with myself and my body when I'm alone and like in my room and looking in the mirror and how much longer can I be doing what I'm doing just for everyone else? Like I have to figure out having a better relationship with myself or this is just going to crash. I'm just going to crash and burn. That's something else I wanted to talk to you about is the amount of pressure and chaos and excitement surrounding you right now, you know, those stages of like learning how to live this life as a full-time social media influencer, content creator, it's a lot of freaking work. And then you couple that with struggling, having mental health struggles that you're trying to navigate as well. What has that been like? And has that made things worse for you in your personal life? Has it given you a positive outlet? How have you paired the Mm -hmm. two? Because this is your life now. Yeah. I think that it was getting really great for me. Like I think it started other people's views of me in such a positive way, made me feel better about myself. And I think that like having an outlet when I was upset, when I'm upset to speak and make like talk about what I'm dealing with on TikTok and on Instagram is great. All these things were just so great. And again, it wasn't until the past like month, I feel that it's like, holy shit. Now I'm realizing like, I thought everything was so good, but like, I personally, like if I'm coming home every day and like having a tantrum every single time before I go out, because I just hate how I look in my clothes or my body and things like that. That's not like a way to live. Like I can't like do that every day and then like make the, and again, 
the reason it is okay at the same time is because I'm not doing something fake. I'm not then going on social media and being like, oh, I look amazing. Oh my God, I'm so happy with my body. Oh my God, guys. Like I'm literally just like, I'm very honest with my followers. But I think it's like, I need to like, I owe myself now because I'm being so honest with everyone else. And I, you know, this is my job now too. And I'm also helping people. Like I owe myself to be like happy in my own skin also. And like, give myself more time toward like, give myself more of an, or like make more of an effort to like figure that out. And I'm still now as like just the time I'm like, okay, I'm still going to post them. And cause that does make me happy. Like I even stopped posting for like two weeks and that actually, I was like, no, I feel so disconnected from my followers. Like that's not what I want. So it's really just like making, okay, setting aside time for myself. Like I, you know, maybe I do need to twice a week talk to someone and like really shut off my phone and like really focus on like this stuff, you know, like I, cause I, for a while, for the past few months, it's been, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And like every person I've talked to is like, if you don't make this a priority, like it's just never gonna, you're never going to get to a point where you have an okay relationship with food or get o- overcome this eating disorder, like if I continuously put my career first and, you know, I've been very much like, well, my career is first for me right now. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Like, can't I just focus on both? Like, I I don't know. So I think that's where I, I don't give my all to every person I've been speaking to too, because I'm like, no, this came up and I unfortunately have to cancel. This is a huge interview. You know, like that's more important to me. Also though, your career, and I know this firsthand it doesn't mm-hmm. shut off. You don't end work at 5 p.m. You don't have yes. Saturday and Sunday to yourself. It is yeah. every single day because guess what? On a Sunday or a Saturday, if something happens and you're like, I got to post this or there's a trend, and you got to get on the trend. I mean, it's 24-7. And so yeah. r- rightfully so, it's hard for you to find out when the pause button needs to be pressed because no one's going to press it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang, Remy. <laughs> what's what's making you happy these days what's bringing you joy (laughs) no but like that's the thing so many other things like I I, when I mean that like the unhappy part it's literally just my relationship with like my body and food but like that does take over a lot of my life but like when I'm you know just like I said like I'll have these tantrums and not want to go out but like the second I'm out and the second I'm with friends the second I leave my house and it's like it all goes away even when I'm doing these trips, like I was just on the revolve trip and people are like, how do you do that? Like, how do you hang out with all these skinnier people and go on these trips and feel confident? I'm like, I do. Like, even though before I go on the trip and I'm trying to find the outfits and I'm freaking out and I'm like insecure, maybe the second I'm there and the second I'm on and the second I'm with people and I'm like, then I'm very self-accepting of like, well, this is me and people love me for me. And it kind of all goes away. So I guess I didn't really say that part to where like, my whole thing is like, yes, I'm not happy when I'm alone in my room and looking at my body, but that doesn't mean that I'm not like happy with everything else that I'm doing. But I need the most, a very important part of all this is to be able to be happy with yourself as a person when you're alone with yourself in a room. Like that's what I need to work on. Right. And that goes back to the very beginning. You said you knew you couldn't be alone. And so you drove to be around people, you know, who you love and and talk to and, and have all, have those good times with. So I guess in the scope of your whole journey and your confidence and your body image, like what have been some pivotal moments for you in your life that have like empowered you to understand your self-worth? Because even if you're struggling with your image or there are certain things you don't like, you you do have a sense of, I 
deserve the best for myself. I want to seek the best version of myself. Like what moments in your life have given you that confidence? Yeah. Like, I think like those are the pieces of me that have always been me. Like there's nothing that's like made me turn into this person. Like I've always been self-aware, like outgoing, very open about myself and like things I'm going through, like all these things just like translate into social media because I just like have this platform. So it's easy for me to talk about these things. Again, I've also like, I'm not trying to say like, I'm totally unhappy and not confident. Like my, I think I have like a real, like, I think I always say that mental confidence and body confidence are two separate things because I think I've always been a really confident, mentally confident person. Like I like my personality. Like, I think I do think I'm funny. Like, I think I have a lot to offer the world. Like all of those things like have never gone away for me. And then I think that, but I think, no, I wouldn't say never gone away for me. Like I think have like lessened in the past two years because I've gained so much weight and because I've been struggling, but like, I still don't think that part of Remy like will ever go away. And I think it's just this body confidence idea, especially being in the public and wanting to be there for people to be like, be happy with your body and like wanting to be this like person that I'm not able to be there yet when it comes to body, but that's not all of me. Like I'm not just a body neutral or body related in like influencer content creator. That's not all I'm there for, because to be honest, that's not, you know, I, I started making these realistic calls and doing that because it's something that I've struggled with my whole life. And also fashion is something that is the reason that I got out of my room last year. Like is the reason like when I started buying new clothes and finding new things. And even though it's exhausting and takes so much effort when, especially when you gain weight, like finding things that actually fit your body and like make you feel good is like what boosts my confidence so much. Do you also ever feel like what you do has been, and this is just coming to me now because I did a deep stock on you today. I mean, I follow mm-hmm. you forever, but I did a deep stock that the people who consume your content have kind of created a role for you to play that you didn't intend to play. Like your very first videos, are you just saying not everything fits right and let's show the outfits and the things that aren't always great because I'm sick of seeing these hauls that seem like everything looks amazing. It wasn't about, hey guys, I don't feel confident in my body. Here's how I feel confident. It was literally just a realistic clothing haul. But then do you ever think that people looked at you, looked at your size, looked that you were different and then took it as confidence and bravery, which we see now is like- Yeah. Like I think I get, like I get messages all the time of just like, how can you please help me be as confident as you? Like, how do I do this? How do I do this? And like, I respond to those people being like, wait, I don't want you to think that like I'm putting it out there that I'm like super confident with my body or anything like that because I'm not. Like I really, truly want to stay realistic to like, I'm basically just like a normal person like struggling through this time of my life and then also going through exciting things too and just like sharing that with people. You know, like I have nothing I'm trying to teach other than maybe you can learn lessons from, you know, anyone and someone else going through things or like building this community where we can like struggle together, talk about it together, work it out together, you know, or, and also this community where we could just laugh at ourselves or laugh at, you know, when it comes to the realistic calls, like there's no like reason for it. Like it really all happened in its own. And I'm so happy it did. It's just turning into like, okay, like now this TikTok journey is my life. And right now I'm starting to deal with like a you know, this eating situation is getting a little bit more difficult for me. And that's something I need to deal with. And I'm sharing it as it's happening, basically. Right. So now going on with the rest of the evening, the rest of the week, 
what are like a few things that help keep you trying, waking up, getting out of bed, figuring out the next thing, even though it's so difficult? Yeah. Um, this morning I got on the Peloton for 20 minutes just because I, and I haven't done it in weeks because I hurt my knee the last time I was on it, but I did it because I woke up and was like, not like, Oh my God, this is going to help me burn off the cookie I ate last night. Literally just because I'm like, I know I'll just like dance on the bike and feel good right when I'm done. and like, just want to sweat. Like that's, that's, you know what I did. And it definitely like when I do get myself up and do it, it puts me in a way better mood for the day, but I haven't been doing it often. I'm cooking like a big meal tonight for just me and my mom because I've been cooked in so long. And that's something I used to love to do. And I genuinely don't have time anymore to do it. So, you know, I think just like cooking tonight and like doing something that I like love and that also like cooking something that I enjoy. And then, you know, like just again, like I've been, I've been making this like my little vacation in a way and like just making it like fun for myself and like we'll watch love island and you know do just like little relaxing things like i just really feel like relaxed this week and i feel like yeah oh my god i got one too yes did you get we're showing remy my water bottle you gotta go off etsy yeah um anyways (laughs) remy you're awesome thank you so much for taking the time and for being so freaking honest and so real i appreciate it i'm so inspired by just your authenticity and i know that this helps so many people so thank you Thank you. Thank you for having me. And hopefully we get to actually meet in person soon. Yes, that would be amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind-the-scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real.